April, welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So today we are going over male and female dynamics. So we're we're trying to answer the questions the opposite sex is wondering and always wants to ask the other sex. So yeah, I asked some people that I know, I'm keeping their names anonymous, some questions, and there's some really good questions on here. And I definitely would like your opinion, because I'm a guy, I do not know how women think. I'd like to say I know, but I know I don't. (laughs) So yeah, let's just dive in. And well, actually, can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, wow. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for this. And if anybody's listening for the first time and they have not listened to your podcast, you are absolutely fantastic. Well, thank um, you. I, I like to see people as a spirit first. Um, we have a soul, we live in a body. So, spirit, spirit, I connected with you very quickly. I enjoyed everything you had to say. And you said you're 31. Yes, I am 31. Um, well, you have a wealth of knowledge and wisdom there. I'm I'm almost 45, and I think age is just a number anyway. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated what you had to offer, and um, everyone needs to come check out what you're, what you're talking about here. So I hope they do. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Um, so me... Um, I uh, I have a nonprofit. Really, it was gifted through me. Not to say things are not ours; they come through us, and we're just vessels to gift things to other people. And so, it's been a wonderful, beautiful unwinding of myself into unification to others. And I have a wonderful team who helps gift their time, talent, and really a lot of disabilities. Um, I like to say we're all chronically well and amazing. And the word chronic really by definition is not just a physicality. It could be chronic of the mind, you know, the spirit of the body, of the soul. And so we're just here to offer unconditional love and have this little saying that says, um, in love, you receive truth, and uh, through truth, you then find your own freedom. So, we're here just to basically assist you in your own journey, and hopefully, you will then, through the tools that we give you here, we know physicians and clinicians and coaches and Theta healers and whatnot, you will unravel yourself and up level. And because freedom is accessible to pretty much, it is accessible to everybody, but you have to want it. You have to desire it. And um, it is given to each person, even unto death. And I know that sounds kind of morbid to some people, but, you know, my aunt gifted me a tool, many tools, even, you know, when she was on her deathbed. So 
where he really gets to kind of give you a little up level, you know, as much as you desire it, as much as it is achievable for you, as much as it, as it is accessible to you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like your, your, your viewpoint. I, I have a similar one myself and, you know, living your best life, your best version of yourself. And I'd like to think, I'd like to think that we're all here to simply watch the universe unfold. We're just here to watch the story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we all have our own little story to tell, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. And you have a, a business or organization. It is called the Glitter Queens, right? Global, <laughs> yeah. global glitter a, queens, something like that. It's a right now. Yeah, that is the one I am. Um, we have front facing at this point in time. It's glitter queens global. It oh, was, okay. Yeah, it's it's funny. It, my girlfriend and I, when I was working full time at the hospital, was her joke. Every Tuesday we would have lunch, and she's now seventy five and a yoga instructor at that. Overcame her battle with breast cancer. And she would come to my office, started out with her glitter bombing me in my office at work. And what is is, uh, glitter bombing? (laughs) It is a card filled with glitter. And so I didn't know what it was. One day she came to my office with this card and she said, open it, open it right now. And she's in her late 60s at the time and I'm maybe in my 30s. -hmm. And I said, I don't have to open this right now. She said, just open it, hurry it up. And so while I'm in the process of opening this card, she smacks the card and glitter goes flying all over my office. <laughs> and I'm working for, you know, the SDP and chief nurse executive at the time. And she walks out and she says, oh my gosh, I hope you're going to clean that up. And so we all just laughed hysterically. So it became a joke and kind of like a little game for us to see who could glitter bomb the other's office the worst. And who could outsmart the next? Because now we knew we were going to try to do this to one another. So when I um, unfortunately had to leave the workplace and began this journey of chronic illness, I'm actually fully disabled now because of something called gastroparesis, it's a disability um, from a paralyzed stomach. Uh, my intestines are paralyzed and um I'm on the patient advisory committee with IFSCD. We have a bill for Congress now for motility of um, dysmotility, we should really, really say, um, of gastro, gastrointestinal disorders. So basically, it's just stomach paralyzed. So we eat food. It stays there for you know hours. Some people days longer than that. So a lot of people can just drink liquids or soft food and wind up on or some type of line. I've actually lost a few people that used to volunteer for me. They passed away because of malnourishment. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's just an interesting kind of gnarly little life. Yet, that's what brought the nonprofit about is through the process, you know, because of my life coaching certification I obtained while at the hospital, Um, my belief system shifted drastically and dramatically in that you're not a label. You are not defined by, you know, no more than I'm a secretary behind a desk. 
that's not my label. I'm not a mom because I have a child. I'm not a teacher because I'm at a preschool. You know, I am not gastroparesis because the doctor puts it on paper. I'm not, you know, an alcoholic because I used to drink. You can overcome all of that. Right. Once you put limits on it, then you can't go past. Absolutely. So I hashtag a lot of times on Instagram, disabled, not defeated, because I'm just because the government tells me I'm disabled with any land. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. so we formed this nonprofit because I send I started sending uh, litter bombs out to people in the community, just in cards, you know, love, happy birthday, this and that. So people started calling me the glitter queen. This is a joke. And so people said, I want to help you. Let's do this together. I thought, well, let's turn this into something more just because of the encouragement of others around me. So I have a, a main name and then we have a DBA and so slowly but surely we've brought this around full circle so now we just get to love on people and I turned it into a non-profit because I fully believe love is free freedom is free and so why not do what we can do for others in totality of freedom and so that's what we do I like it yeah Um, I feel like that that's what this podcast is about. I want to learn as much as I can personally and help others that want to learn just like myself and I want to do that free. I I don't want to charge and mm-hmm. the stuff where I do want to make money is like writing a book or having coaching or something like that where it's like mm-hmm. all right, you can have all the information here on the podcast but if you want it like all the fluff out and you want it catered to you then you go over here and that's what's going to cost money but it doesn't mean that we don't want to do our part and pay it forward through stuff like a podcast or a non-profit or anything like that right um some marvelous friends i was gifted to have come into my life. Um, Mary Angela, she's the founder of the AD&D and a beautiful god friend of mine, Deb. Gosh, she's older than me, but again, age is just a number. Um, we have the same mindset of you. Everything comes to us more so through us. It's free anyway. So why would I charge for that divine um infinite universal knowledge and I get harped on a lot by that yet when you pay it forward when you gift it I have always been taken care of and in the greater sense since entering this journey of chronic illness and (laughs) it's interesting we're talking about relationships today I have exited thankfully um a serious narcissistic and abusive relationship where I almost lost my life three times hmm. because this person just failed to call for medical attention. <laughs> and I was preparing and up-leveling myself the entire time through gifts that of people that came through me saying, everything's free, you know, give it away. And I'm like, yes, I believe in that. And in my gift of giving, my life was saved three times. And I was always taken care of financially, 
health-wise, um, mentally, emotionally. And I am the freest now I have ever been in my life by continuing to allow thoughts, creativity, finances, friendship, love, just just like you. And like I said, I was I was uplifted, encouraged, and grounded. Um, I got so much out of your conversations on your podcast. Elevated. That's a phenomenal word to use about your podcast and your conversations. And so I feel like when we um, and our collective consciousness comes together and we just drop that ego and we come together and just impart what we have and mix it out, that that, you do reap what you sow, that comes karma, you know, whatever platform you have, whether it's God, you know, the universe, the creator of all that is, um, whatever you believe in, it comes back. And so in just that giving and that gift and making sure your ship is clean and healthy, <laughs> um, I've been very well taken care of. And even just recently in the connections with you and listening to you and being elevated by you, I know that's going to even come back because you have poured into my life basically without even knowing, just by your podcast. Well, thank you very much. It's always a, a pleasure to to hear that, and it doesn't happen too often. But every every <laughs> once in a while, I'll get a a message like through social media, and out of nowhere, just like thanking me, and like they tell me their story. It's it's it makes me feel great. Like I didn't even try to help these people. I'm just you know just talking on the microphone and they just tell me that their life has changed it's like that's all you did all that but like thank you very much for just listening you know well thank you for pouring out and that plays into the conversation of relationships today male female um universal collective it's um knowing how to give how to receive how to grow how to, when you have healed the wounds enough to be able to receive, regardless of who the person is and not looking at the person as, you are a man, I can't receive from you. If I was hurt by a man, I can't look at you. Oh, you're oh, younger yeah. than me. You don't know. You don't, you can't, you know, and then the ego steps in and then the attitude comes mm -hmm. and the, the, the night comes. And, but when you sit in your oneness and you sit in the moment, and when you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter that it's a man, that it's a woman, that they're younger, that they're whatever. When you just sit in the present, absent judgment, then you are open to receive. And then you let things flow through. And then you learn so you can pass it on to somebody else. <laughs> right, right. And I'm hoping that people take that to heart because a lot of people don't even realize that's even an option. Which is, which is ego and they're yes. hurting themselves. And they don't even know it. They just, they just think that's what life is. When you un, like right. ego is just, you share space with the ego and you try to mm -hmm. work, work with it. And 
you you understand like oh i am not my ego like my thoughts where like i'll hear people say like when they mess up and they'll just put the they'll just like they say some mean stuff like like oh, yeah. like, like i'm so stupid or why the hell did i do that i'm so stupid like how could you say that to yourself that's that's awful that's so funny. It's funny you use the word stupid. I kid you not. What I was listening to, was it you? And it was the, the one right after your Uber driver. Um, who, oh, who was that? You yeah. were talking about Elon Musk. and Yeah, that's Justin James. Oh, my gosh. That was that was a mad conversation. Yeah, I it was. was yeah. it. I'm going to listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some, I loved it. A lot of truth bombs and knowledge bombs in that one. That was so great. I just want to hear your black hole, frankly. I want to hear what it sounds like because there is so much truth in that. But I sometimes when I just sit and I'm very spiritually plain, um, mm-hmm. probably because of theta. And people think, I'm going to get back to the stupid thing, but sometimes I, I'm circular in my conversation, just so you know. Um, there's so much truth into just sitting and being and being in the spiritual plane and a lot of people think theta is crazy. However, there's the alpha, beta, delta, gamma, theta, brainwave state. Theta is a brainwave state. It's not voodoo. And um, Jim Quick talks about theta. Um, if you know a lot about Einstein, Einstein was very much about the theta brainwave state. Okay. So that's probably why he was so easily packed into all of the knowledge she was because when you just stop and take a breath and ground yourself I mean you can say that up very quickly so theta is literally just a scientific brainwave state it's like when you zone out and you're watching a video game and uh, you can hear nothing else but, so yeah flow state is another word for that it's, it's what is it? Yeah. What 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 did what word did you use? Flow state. Oh, yeah. okay. So I like that. Mm-hmm. It's when I get it a lot. I I get it when I was a runner, like I was competitive, and my mind would just zone out. I would get That's it. it. Total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would get it when I so, and, wrote music where time didn't exist. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot to eat. That's it. So we're mm-hmm. fellow creatives. I get it. Cause I'm a music writer. Um, I'm a poet. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Okay. So when I was a kid, I would sit in front of the TV and Alice in Wonderland was like one of my favorite movies. So I would sit there and I would be in my zone. And I remember my mom literally running up to me and shaking me. Oh, no. I'm like, what? I've been calling you for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I said, what? I'm just watching my movie. Why are you so crazy right. with your yeah, and a movie that and a TV it. show is a good example because everyone can relate to that and they forget mm-hmm. about their lives just for this little moment. We're watching a movie and we're throwing ourselves into the movie as the characters and we're not thinking about our own lives. That's why movies during the World Wars were so important. And that can, so that can be used for good or that can be used on the side. So Theta is meant to you use it for you know, the betterment of your highest and best. So you step into theta purposely. You use the word intent. 
mm-hmm. as well. It's an intentional brainwave state for you to, you know, um, reprogram, so to speak. And it's not like reprogram like in a freaky way, but you do the um, the soul and the core and the history and the genetic program that we were all brought up with. You know, why do you make your bed this particular way? Why do you have to use hospital corners? Why do, were you told to be a stay-at-home mom? Or why do you do things like, oh, you're so stupid. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? And so when I was just in this kind of brainwave state listening to what you both were talking about, and I was kind of, I like, I stole this word from someone years ago, I was blue sky about, oh, the black hole and the wormhole theory, and what if we really could do this, and that would be really great. And all of a sudden that word stupid came to my mind. I'm like, yeah, that is really ridiculous. A lot of people say things and call things stupid. And I thought, it wasn't obvious in my thought, but if anything is really stupid, we need to stop trying to usurp a position of power that isn't destined for us. I'm like, well, that's a really funny acronym, but I'm going to take it because that's all stupidity is. Is we're, we need to stop trying to usurp a power of position that isn't destined. It's not maybe destined that time or that moment or that minute. And that's why we're getting frustrated because it's not that moment. It's not that time. It's not that position. It's not, it's not it. That's why there's that frustration or that ego or that rising or that whatever. And then people are walking in that even, I'll bring it back to relationships. People don't know. They can't grow. They're angry. They're judging. They're whatever. Oh, that's so stupid. You're so stupid. We're so stupid. Because you're, you're trying to usurp something that's not yours. Yes, yes. You, you, you follow me? Oh, yeah. When, when I think of it, I think of it as in you growing up as a child and your parents are criticizing you, like, why are you doing that? And they might call you stupid. And then you yeah. internalize that, and that's how the ego is built. And your ego isn't mm-hmm. you, it's everybody else. And people don't understand that. And they keep it with them and they actually manifest it physically and they actually think they are stupid when they're actually not. Everyone is smart in their own little niche. Exactly. And even then in that relationship, which is why it's really important, um, and this might, you know, kick some people's ego here to remove special relationships so we're not creating little codependence. Yeah, and because I do that's you know what I mean? I do a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) But I do this with my little ones and even my twenty four year old um probably shocked him a while ago. I said, listen, baby, look, I love you and everything. However, um I get that I'm your quote unquote mom, yet you came through me, not to me. I don't own you. I don't own you. Yeah, I like that. You know, nobody owns you because if I died tomorrow, what would you do? Mm -hmm. You know, if your dad died tomorrow, if grandma died tomorrow, which, you know, most of of grandparents have passed on anyway, but you have to be rock solid in who you are as your own little being. If you're not codependent upon me, 
You know, so I train him. There is no right. There is no wrong. There's just an error to correct. We are just correcting errors. We're just learning lessons through life. And I, I picked a lot of this up from the Course in Miracles. And so, because, um, you know, you, we, you both, we both, I believe in a lot of other people probably listening to this podcast, do believe in the process of um, training our children and relationships through growing with each other. We don't own people that are ours, people aren't property. You know, I'm not walking around with a dog collar. People don't own me. Yeah, and the that's, minute that's we think, yeah, that's literally <laughs> one of the biggest problems in our society. And especially in relationships. And when yeah. you meet people and we haven't healed our wounds and we're looking for other people to fill in our gaps. Mm-hmm. And we're walking around looking for gap fillers, gap fillers, gap fillers. We have a 50-year-old, oh, I need you to fill my gap. We should come as filled and whole and complete individuals. And hey, guess what? If you're not filled and you're not whole and you're not complete, then own it. And say, you know what? Listen, I'm broken. That's okay. But the most beautiful mosaics are made of broken things. So I'm broken and that's cool. And I know it enough to say I'm not going to look at you to fill my brokenness. But at the same time, let's just be cool with that. And here's a triangle. You look for the top. I'll look for the top. And we'll just meet at the top. Right, right. Otherwise, you're going to have two points at either end constantly chasing each other on that linear level. And no one's going to reach the top ever. I'm not sure you get cats and dogs fighting and fighting and fighting. Or one person's aiming for the top and the other person's chasing the other corner. And where is that relationship? That relationship is never going to reach that top. Right. Even in friendship. So let's let's get to these questions. Love it. <laughs> All right. So there, <laughs> there's two different ones. There's uh, questions for guys and questions for girls. And then I'm going to ask, I mean, you and I, we'll, we'll just... Uh, you know, we'll do our thing. Cool. We could probably just talk on this forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Question number one. Why do guys feel the need to report to their friends every time he has an encounter with a female? So I had to clarify this. An encounter is like someone passing by, like, oh, she just talked to me, you know, that kind of thing. Or, oh, she made eye contact. Mm-hmm. And, like, you go off to the guys and, you know, brag. So, yeah, this is a thing. Um, uh, Just, you want to feel important, really. I think that's what it boils down to. Like, it's just bragging rights. It's really not that big of a deal, I don't think. Right. Um, Because, like, you're just sharing. Like, really, I think it's a positive thing. It's not like hey, look what happened to me and it didn't happen to you and I'm in a more position of power. It's not like that. It's more like the bros, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a, a validation, I guess, is what that would come down to. It's nice to be recognized, I guess. I totally agree. I think it's not really a big deal. It's like that locker room shop talk, you know, when you were in high school, hey man, do check out this, this chick with me, woo, if you're secure enough in yourself, high five your friends. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, 
circular conversation again. If you're not secure in yourself, your ego will rise up and you will know it. And that's when you have to check yourself before you wreck yourself and your circle. Right. Don't get fixated. Don't get fixated on that because if you do get (laughs) fixated on that, then that's when girls start to be like, oh, I need to turn the other way. Mm -hmm. And your friends will too. Because then your friends are going to pick up on your um, lack of excitement for them and then wonder why you're always that dude, why are you always bragging about that? And and if you are an obsessive bragger, then maybe tone it down a bit. You know? Yeah. It's not you, a big deal. Everything should be. Just don't be over. Yeah. should be equal with everyone else. And guys don't yeah. really talk about that that much. Like. It might be like no, <laughs> once once a day or, you know, or like once in a while. But really, I mean, younger is different. But like when you're more mature and you know how to talk to a female, like then it's like you don't really need to brag anymore. It's old hat. All right. Yeah. Question number two. Do guys really not hear, or do they just not listen? (laughs) All all right. Um, I mean, I can admit that, like, I totally zone out stuff I don't care about, but I at least give them my attention until it's like, all right, you're seriously draining me. Like, you're nonstop talking, and it's you, you see my body language, and it's like, Maybe I'm thinking about something else right now. Maybe I'm busy. Like, there's a million things that could happen. Maybe what you're saying is like a turnoff to me, or maybe it's just like that should be for your female friends, you know? Like, there's a million things it could be. And some guys just don't listen at all. Like, they only care about themselves. That, and there's people like that, but. I mean, it's, that's very situational. I agree with that. And it, it's multifaceted and multi-level, too. I mean, what part of the relationship are you in? Are you trying to drag this person into a hot and heavy, long conversation, and you're only on week two of the relationship? Mm-hmm, I mean, right. that's so unnecessary. Yeah. If you're in 10 years into your marriage, and this is still a problem, well... You know what I mean? Mm. And is it a problem, but you never courted each other to be famous? Yeah, a lot of then, people are like, oh, you my, you my boyfriend, like, right in the beginning. <laughs> you know, you got to court each other and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. I mean, get to know each other first and is it on your list? Did you even make a list? Did you get in it without even knowing what you wanted? Yeah, and yeah. are you setting aside time to continuously date your spouse, if you're even married, if you're not dating your spouse and you're in it and it's 20 years later, well, hey, that's on you, you know, Mm -hmm. and each person has to do their part. It should always be a 100-100, not a 50-50. You're a whole person. Last time I checked, it's not like you guys put yourself in half when you got married. Yeah, you're not a, you're not, you're not a necklace where you put each other together or what is that, uh, Captain Planet when you're putting the rings up. You're, yeah, yeah, you're two different worlds colliding, but you're still right. two different worlds. You're not one. Right. Yeah, you're you're not um, now half a person once you got married. And furthermore, 
Do you now expect your spouse to be your end-all, be-all? Don't cut your circle off because you got married. Your spouse yeah. is not your 100%. That's the worst thing to Keep, do. <laughs> I've done that. Right? Don't, yeah, don't isolate. Don't make yourself everything because then your spouse will cut you off and that's how marriages end right. horribly. And don't, don't lie either. Don't pretend to be something you're not and then put a ring on it and then change. Don't yep. do the bait and switch. Yeah. You know, it's pardon my French, but if you suck, then suck and let the person know you suck before you put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. you, you, know, you know, there's no reason to put on a facade ego and then get in it and be like, well, I got you. Now I'm going to go somewhere else. Just go yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's a lot of that, that happens and maybe we'll, we'll get to that. But this, to answer this question, uh, they're not listening probably because they don't care. I mean, I think it boils down to yeah. that. And, yeah. You know, sometimes that's sometimes that's a bad thing. Like, he needs to work on that. Or maybe you need to work on that. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. But maybe think about it. Uh, yeah. And how about just ask? It's not a big deal. Yeah. Ask and be honest. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, next question. What do women say that confuses you about relationships? Um, I mean, hmm. me personally, I don't, I don't really get confused, I guess. I know, right? I'm like, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, the question could be reworded um, to maybe what confuses you about relationships? Maybe more like that. Okay. So like, yeah, um, relationships are weird. Like all of a sudden you're like, you got this whole other person tagging along with you everywhere. I mean, that's confusing. <laughs> like it's like out of nowhere and then it's comfortable. It's like. So, like, then you're like, well, I wonder if she is enjoying this as much as I am. And, like, it's the non-communication. That's probably what's confusing. You want to ask these I, questions, yeah. and then you're not asking, and now you're confused because you're wondering, and you want them to read your mind, vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what you already nailed that already, the communication, and just ask. Mm -hmm. That's important. It's the communication and asking and seriously ensure that you are healed up from your wounds and your trauma before seriously getting in it. Yeah, don't, don't, take your not, yeah don't take your baggage to the yeah, next the relationship. For sure. I can, I'm just telling you, I can attest to that because mm -hmm. if you're not whole and complete, it will be a just, it will be tumultuous and you can heal yourself while you're in it, but if the other person refuses to heal up, it yeah. will end in not disaster for you if you're the healed person, but it will be disastrous for the other person who chooses not to heal. Yeah. You know? Learn I'm, yeah, learn. I'm, it's, yeah. I'm extremely happy we're on that. I don't mm -hmm. know about the other person. I won't speak for them because that's not my path. Um, but you can be happy and healed and you can work on yourself to getting free while you're in it. You know, I see a lot of people 
work on themselves. Actually, you ever see people divorce yeah. and then they're getting their mate over and they're yeah, no, just heal yourself before you even get in. Yeah, do it. it's not impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's not impossible to heal yourself in a relationship. But I'm just going to give my honest opinion. It's damn near impossible, I think, to heal. Yeah, yourself well, my while... my person was a traveler, so oh. I had a lot of time to myself. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You need I. You need to learn how to be alone. You need to learn how to be single. Before you learn yes. how to be in a relationship. True. And alone does not mean lonely. No. It does no. not. No. You should be happy about everything in life. You should be yes. You should be on your purpose. You should be having a vision. You should be the best version of yourself. I agreed. 100. Like, and that's what pe- people bounce from relationship to relationship. and. Uh, all right, ne- next question. This one's a good one. Do you like being able to pick the restaurant, or would you rather her choose it? Um, I pick. I say, we're going here. And if you don't like it, either deal with it, or you should have said something earlier. That's, no, you that's, don't. <laughs> that's, what, that's me. That's me. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> Does she mind? Does she care? I've never had a problem. Usually women, in the most part, don't care. I mean, if you want to eat somewhere and bring it up, yeah, I'm totally down. Yeah. But usually I ask, are we hung- Are you hungry? Because I'm hungry. Right. And she'll say, yeah. I'm like, all right, you want to go out? Yeah. It's like, then, all right, let's go. Let's go here. That's usually what I say. That's great. That's awesome. I love it. Because, like, you always have the I people mean, like, oh, I don't know what I want. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? That is, really, I know. I was going to say that there's always that other flip side of the coin. I don't know. Well, how about this? I don't know. Well, how about this? Yeah. Pick whatever you want. And then you get there. Oh, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's why I bypass like, it all. I really? say, we're eating here. Oh, I don't want to eat here. <laughs> we'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> or or don't really funny. <laughs> or don't That's eat. Right. Don't, yeah, like I don't put up with that stuff. I'm I am too busy to be honest. So like, let's just eat and have a good time. We can if you want to eat somewhere, let's eat there for sure. Look, if there's that that much indecisiveness in your life, one that's a key. That's a problem. Oh I'm yeah, that's, that's a red that's, red flag. That's a huge problem. Or if no one can decide, how about you put a calendar on the wall and someone writes down where they want to eat. And if that's a huge problem, then pick one day a week and someone picks their restaurant and the next day and the next week, someone picks their restaurant so both parties are definitely engaged. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, always a way to, to, you know, complete the situation. Oh, yeah, Definitely. If you let, if you can't tackle that, how are you going to tackle something serious? <laughs> if you can't choose where you want to eat, please just say goodbye. <laughs> just, I mean, yeah, that's some solid advice. <laughs> All right, next next question. In the corporate world, what are things that women do that make you take? Then, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. In the corporate world, what are things that women do that makes you take them more or less seriously? Okay. Interesting. Oh, that's a good one. 
All right. So, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I have a day job where I work in the factory and, you know, factory is definitely a male dominated culture, but right now, right now, honestly, there might even be more, eh, I would say 50, close to 50, 50 male, female in my workplace just because of today's society and try to make things equal and all that kind of stuff. It's very diverse where I work. It's actually, I recommend everyone work there. It's just like 20 years into the future. I swear. Um, so what takes, what makes, uh, peop- makes men take women more or less seriously in the workforce or the corporate uh, domain. Hmm. Culture. Yeah. I would think, culture. I would think assertion, like if you're not, if you're like trying to tell me something, but you sound like you're asking a question or if you're, I don't think it matters male or female. I think it's just your character and like your confidence if you're trying to move up or if you're in the corporate world, if you don't have a backbone and you, you don't have the work ethic, like how am I supposed to take you seriously? Right. There's a lot that goes into that. And I also work somewhere where my vice president, she was a woman and everyone knew she basically had the say So even over, the president because he was just kind of the one that shrunk back he was intimidated by women and she was heavy and pushing for me to get a managerial role mm-hmm. and because of their culture about women and if you were in this particular position and you wanted to grow out of that role they look at you as oh you're coming from that and you want to be here well Hmm. we don't think so. You need to stay in that position because that's where you belong. Hmm. And it wasn't even the degree you had or how long you were there at that particular establishment or who you even knew because this woman had power. Right. And I went through the interview process. I had been there and put in my tenure and I did the work and I had the and I knew who I knew and I got passed up. Mm-hmm. And and she fought for me hard, and she was she was lit, angry. And I said, you know what? It's fine. It's not a deal. It's not for me. I would rather not be in a position where I'm going to have to continue to fight this hard every single day just to keep my job. It's uh, so right now. I'm reading a book called Forty Eight Laws of Power, and th- this is something that could be in that book. When you're, say you're at a lower level and you have all your credentials, people like you, you know what you're doing. A lot of times you don't move up because people are afraid to lose their jobs. Because, or you take their jobs because right. you're basically a shoe-in. That's really good. So the best, time, really to, good because- mm-hmm, the best time to move up is when you see weakness. I mean, this is kind of cold. Right, but this is right. this is a part of life. 
um, when someone higher up is starting to show weakness, they're move, they're messing up all the time. Maybe they're mm-hmm. showing up late or all this stuff. That's when you move right. in and you're like, "Hey, I want I want to move up. Like I have done my time. I want to move up. What can we do?" And they might notice, well, so and so is not doing so hot and it's been a while and I need someone on my team that I can trust. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. People are often intimidated by strong women. Yeah. yeah. They really are. They're intimidated by strong women. And I faced that a lot. I used to, and I mean this in no um, egotistical way she performed because if you, if you really get to know me, I'm very, I'm a very humble woman especially if you saw my pictures growing up. (laughs) Um, But as I moved through life, I kind of grew into myself, so to speak. And, but boy, I was born with um, a neuromuscular disconnect in my eyes. And so my eyes were not straight. I, my eyes look straight now, but I have one dominant eye. So my eyes don't even work as a team for crying out loud. So if you put me in front of a 3D movie, uh, have fun with that. Because I don't know what's really 3D. I can Mm -hmm. pretend, I guess. And so my hair was short. I looked like Ronald McDonald with glasses. Um, I had knobby knees. I was the tallest cheerleader on my team in the sixth grade. And it was just a hot mess. Like, my mom didn't even buy the bloomers that were $10. She sewed mine because she could sew. Yes, no, it was awesome, man. I looked like Raggedy Ann (laughs) bloomers under there. It was just, oh, just Christmas trees, okay? So that's just my little image of me in case you ever look at my Facebook and you see something different. So when people kind of finally saw me, my older self, uh, there was a lot of judgment. And so it's like, oh, you, you look like that. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm really nice. I'm kind of sweet. I promise you, don't judge a book by its cover. I've come a long way, baby, you know? And because of that, I got passed over because people looked at the book but never read the story. Yes. And so because people do judge strong, powerful ENTJs, um, my Enneagram is an eight and my wing is a two. So I'm a challenger, but yet I'm an enthusiast. So I'll be like, let's jump off that bridge and it'll be fun. You know? (laughs) So... Um, you have to, because we don't live in ego, we live in spirit, but the world is what the world is. Sometimes you have to, you know, play by its rules. Oh, yeah. That's and, right. you know, so you um act and play their little part. And that sweet, kind mouth of the corner, I'm like you're saying, you lay on in, or you let Oh, you're cutting out, actually. Oh, oh, you know what? It just started raining here. Okay. Um. So a really nasty storm was thinking. Okay, you're you're better now. Okay. But yeah, um. So, yeah, you do, you're going to have to play the game, especially when you're in corporate. It's, it's all a game. It's all politics. And you're going to have to play what 
your advantage is and you might have to do like a little sneak attack like that's how that kind of stuff works it's not all the time it's more like who you know and it, everyone's dealt different cards you just have to play your hand the best you can it's right. it's tough and sometimes you get you can mulligan and draw a new hand and yeah it's 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 a tough one but try not to show your weaknesses try to be confident and right that will do a lot for you so yeah that's that's what i have for for that question i totally agree uh next question what do you notice on a girl first hmm well it depends how far away she is and you know what's going on but I mean, I'm a guy. I notice, I notice the, the the figure. I think that would be it. The figure is what I notice first. I mean, each guy's different. Okay. Um, let's see. Next one. What What are some things girls say do that piss you off? Nice. <laughs> um. Nag, uh, the nagging, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, talking too much and not letting someone else talk. Uh, you should. Definitely. I don't like anything that follows by you should. If you if it's like demanding, like like why did why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. You should have done this. Right. I don't think anyone likes that. No, I think if there's a inability or an inability to do a dance in a conversation, mm-hmm. like you said, cutting people off or flat out interrupting yeah. or um, accusatorian tone or the blaming type of thing, lack of accountability. Mm-hmm. If you're wrong, say you're wrong. Who really cares? We all mess up, but own it. And then just move forward. Who really cares? Life is life. Let's right. just do it and move forward. No one's like sitting there with a, a pen and a pad keeping, well, I hope we're not keeping score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be really damaging to any friendship or relationship. If someone's in it to win it, I mean, for the long haul, um, we go to jujitsu, and my little one and I, and those people from Brazil, and I don't want to say like those people, yet, you know, just to say you know, those people that are from Brazil, the culture, they they do not divorce, not anyone I've met. Okay. And because their belief system is when you get married, you get married. And right, right. that's that could be a good you, thing and a bad thing. Like, true. people should, but, you know, work on it before they just give up. But also at the same time, like, some people marry the wrong person. It happens. Well, what I was going to add to that is the people that we're around, they're mm-hmm. so sweet and they're so kind. And I haven't heard anyone raise their voice or yell or do anything malicious to anyone. And, and the children are very respectful and peaceful. And everything is about 
resolving any issues the children are fighting. Professor goes right over and asks them, you know, what are you doing? How can we help? You know, teaching them conflict resolution. Even the art of jujitsu is just teaching them skills and self-defense in case they need it. It's not to teach them, hey, go, go beat someone up on the street. Right. Yeah, I, I've taken jujitsu and... Ah. Yeah, you um, you learn patience. That's probably the yes. number, top thing you learn. Because if you have, if you're a white belt and you're getting beat up by a black belt and you're at the bottom and they're just, you're just basically getting suffocated, you have to learn patience, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's they teach really they teach good. you. Yeah, you don't know what the people have as weapons. Like you just don't get in a fight. It's last resort. Yes, that was the biggest thing that he's been teaching, you know, because I get to sit and watch. And he says, listen, you defend and then you back away. You know, mm-hmm. don't turn it back, but you back away front facing, back away. Because you don't get in a fight with people. Right. You do what you need to do, but then you get away. Yep. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think relationships are like that, especially if they're toxic. Do what you need to do, but then get away. Like, don't keep fighting and arguing with people. Right. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up: uh, some things girls say or do to piss you off. Uh, gossiping and putting others down is a huge turnoff. Mm-hmm. So try not to do that. You know the. More you do it, the more you catch yourself doing it. The more you're around it, the more you get involved in it. So, right. to me, I don't like that. And also, when I witness that, it's like, what do you say about me when I'm gone? Right. Right. Um, next Words question. are really powerful. Yeah. Next question. Why do you suck at texting? I Personally, I do. <laughs> I kind of suck, so... I don't know why. Um, I'm busy. I'm. I work a lot. I'm. I have a purpose. I have a vision. I. I have kids, so I am very busy. But doesn't mean I'm not gonna text. I will text back. I'm not gonna straight up ignore you on purpose. But I don't know if some people do that. But for me, I do suck at texting. I'm not. I am not consumed by my phone. So. Uh, that's just me. That's a good point, though, being consumed by our phone and know your audience. Mm-hmm. And have you asked? Have you asked um, when you first met this person? Because when people first meet me, not to be funny or anything, I'll say, hi, you know, my name is April. This is me and blah, blah, blah. And please don't DM me or PM me. I just suck at that. If you mm-hmm. need me and we and you exchange numbers, call me. Right. You know, I'll pick up the phone. If I can now, I'm not going to answer the phone every time you call me, especially if you're like calling me five times. I'm going to take that as your obsessive. We have a problem <laughs> and I'm going to cut this relationship off right now, even if it's a new friend, you mm-hmm. know, but call me if I can answer. I'll say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. It's really not a good time, but I'll call you back. And if I don't call you right back, I'm a single mom. I homeschool. My kid is on the spectrum. Um, I quote unquote, deal with about 20 different diagnoses. And if you're not able to give me grace and I'm not able to give you yours, well, hey, that's another sign too. You know, yeah. let's give each other some grace, but definitely ask. 
Look, if someone isn't texting you back, just ask them, but ask them absent and attitude. Because if you comment someone hot and heavy, why are you texting me back? Well, yeah. Goofy. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll make a joke at it if I'm going to do it. I'll be like, good talk. Or something, you know, something like that. Just kind of like, yeah. Call them out, but like, don't be, um, ah, I can't find the word, but don't be toxic about it. Yeah, I did that to a, a good friend of mine recently. I said, hey, just checking to make sure this thing's working. And they're like, oh, it's working today. And I was like, okay, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Be funny about it. Have a sense of humor. God. Oh, yeah. Be, play, play through life. Just play through life. Life should be fun. Make it fun. All right. How how do you talk to your guy friends about us? Um, we we talk to you like we talk to our guys friends like like uh like girls are hot guys like girls so I mean it's as easy as that like we're either talking about you because we like you or really we're not talking about you. I think it, right? that, well, that, that's it. Exactly. Well, first of all, I don't like anything more than one or two is gossip. So many friends be mean. Yeah. And then if you're talking mm-hmm. to many friends, then you got to keep up with your stories, right? Yeah. So I have one or two confidants I confide in. And that's only if really I have a problem. So... Yeah, That's yeah. About it. Or I just want to shoot the breeze. And, yeah. Don't tell I'm, us. I'm not talking about anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Don't, 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 yeah, tell don't, what? don't tell everyone you see, because then that's just weird. Yeah, that's that's a problem. If you're quote unquote talking about guys or girls, about everybody, you have a problem. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I meet people like that. You know, see, but then how are you keeping up with all your stories you're telling everybody? Yeah, I don't know. Bring a notepad and pencil with you. <laughs> see, that's when, you know, you hear guys that tune people out. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tune you out, <laughs> you, like, you know. <laughs> that's why no one's texting you back. Because yep. they heard you mm-hmm. talking exactly. to everybody about you. Uh, this is so fun. I love this. <laughs> um. <laughs> What qualities make a girl dateable? Well, oh wait, dateable or hateable? Dateable. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say only oh, No, we ain't hating. No, we ain't. Yeah. Um. Well, that's a tough one because everyone has their own preference, and I like to say, "This is how I go in in into the world." If I walk up to a girl and I talk to her and I see no signals, or even if I ask her, like, try to, like, try to flirt with her and try to get something going, and it doesn't work, obviously, I am not her preference. And I cannot be mad at that because I have a preference. Mm. So what makes a girl dateable, one, you have to be their preference, and there's a million type of girls out there. And guys like all of the girls. There's not one kind of girl a guy out there doesn't like. 
So you just have to find the person with the preference. And by doing that, you have to put yourself out there. But yeah, it comes to preference. So what is your preference? It could be body type. It could be, it could be even down to the color of the hair. Um, it could be down to their interests, just their character, how they hold themselves. So yeah, there's there's a lot. So down to you, you have to fit their preference. That's really to me what it is. That makes you dateable material. That's good information. I never really thought about it before. Um, I guess yeah, I don't know. I've never really been looking for even when I was dating people. It's not like I ever went out looking for someone. You know, you're just hanging out in a group of people and you either click with someone or you don't. I like to listen to people. Um, silently observe. Be the silent observer of your life. And people will tell you a lot if you just sit and listen. Because frankly, I don't care what you look like. If you... And, and also, this is where I got myself in trouble too in this last relationship is because I went for the opposite type of my normal guy because mm. my normal guy was the tall bodybuilder, muscle bound guy at the gym. Right. And I thought, well, that never worked out for me. Let's just let that quote unquote tight. Let's do go. the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No bad idea. Bad idea. Um, but I had just gotten out of a relationship where I was really wounded. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize I hadn't fully sealed up those wounds and I rushed. I rushed right, because right. I allowed myself, yeah, I allowed the facade of the pusher to push me. And I never really loved this person. And I told everybody that. I told this person that. And I told all seven, wait, seven marital counselors. Seven <laughs> hmm. marital counselors probably should have stopped at the first yeah, too. yeah, but yeah. It, it's funny. It's funny now, right? Um, so no, uh, but even the first, my first impression when I met this person was, "You're an arrogant a hole." That was my first impression, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe they're smart. Uh, they're smart at business." But the more you let people talk, like their talking is exactly who they wound up to be, regardless of what they were showing me. Uh, so let the showing tell you and let the, um, the talking tell you too. Because like even your quote unquote type will be misleading. Right. Let people, let people talk to you too. Cause like, hey, I have a type and who knows? Like right now, what do I care? I'm like the universe and God and whatever do think. Um, but yeah, that, that's good information though. So are you with your quote-unquote type? Huh? Are you with your type? You have a daughter, right? I have a daughter, yeah. No, I... I uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, kid's mom and I split up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it the same kind of thing? You weren't listening to your, your universal compass? Or? Uh, I got together. I got into a long-term relationship at too young of an age. And... Mm kept with that and i kept moving up i was bettering myself looking for better jobs 
got the better job, got got a really good job, and then tried to fix a relationship by having children. Don't ever do that, by the way. But it happens. Oh, man. Life happens. Yeah. And I do not uh, take back my kids. Like, actually, I would have it no other way. I would never change it. Um, right. Definitely, everything's a great learning experience. We are better off separate than together. We found out. And yeah, yeah, that's just what happens when you get into a long-term relationship when you're young and you don't understand women. You don't understand what you're looking for in a relationship. So I highly don't, I highly recommend not to get into long-term relationships at an early age. You need to go around the marketplace and shop around and experience how women are and know what kind of type is your type. Now, would you attribute your, your personal choice before you went in it? Because when I was listening to one of your podcasts, you mm. said you had a, like a spiritual awakening. Was this before or after, after. your spiritual awakening? Oh, I, I had my, uh, quotation, awakening afterwards when I was by myself. I, okay, so that's really pivotal. That's mm-hmm. a good point to note. Yes. So you, in, by your own right, really were not, were not in touch with your oneness itself. I was not. Before you got in. Mm-hmm. That's really important and for at, all of the listeners, really. Yeah, and at that young of an age, most likely you are not in love with yourself. You're not one with yourself. You don't even understand yourself. So you, you shouldn't even bother trying to understand someone else. Well, right. Well, scientifically, the brain, both male and female, doesn't come to that point of maturation until you're after 25 anyway. Yep. You know. Yeah. The, and the, coaching-wise, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the brain doesn't fully develop until you're, yeah, you're that around that age, 27. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, then you get some pivotal shifts, you know, yeah. what, 18, 20, and then, then it's like 21, 25, 25, 27, and then what I think was like 30. There's like five major shifts. Right. But you really don't, quote unquote, grow up, or so to speak, are, they're saying until you five. Okay. So that's really the good right figuring out who you really are, even at purpose wise, um coaching that up more so like your off locations and then you like life purpose. So your research comes with your vehicle for and that purpose does. A teacher or chef or big homemaker, um entrepreneur, big home um, whatever. You're still fulfilling a purpose, your vehicle for doing those changes. So I'm like you, you go through seasons of life and then you actually, oh, I'm finally journey back to one where I am complete, fulfilled, happy, not really happy, joyful because happiness is ego, but you, you know, right. Who we are. right. People search for yeah. happiness, but they all understand like happiness isn't actually real. Like, exactly. It's it's the same as in like uh, depression, you know, like 
I feel like happiness and depression are kind of like the total opposites. Like people strive for happiness, that dopamine hit that makes them like if, if and then they get depressed because they're not they don't feel like they're happy. But when you're I, I literally don't want to person anyone's bubble, but I agree with you. I, I being content is 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 a good feeling. It's like I am content with my life right now. Sure, things happen. I go to I go to Vegas or I I'm in the mountains or I you know, I'm I'm a, I'm in an exciting time, but like that doesn't mean that it needs to be constantly at that state. You can't, it's enjoy the what the now. So if you're not happy when you are broke before you have that big job, before you have that family, how are you going to be happy when you do have it? You're kind of lying to yourself. Right. Oh, right. I know there's quote-unquote clinical reasons, medical changes, something in your neurological system for people to get that diagnosis of depression, anxiety, oh, yeah. Yeah. ADHD, OCD. Well, let's but, but I'm just going to say, and, and, you know, hopefully there's, well, I have a lot of physicians around me and clinicians and PhDs and PS, you know, YDs and whatnot um, on our team and around our board, advisory board and whatnot. If you took that person and, you know, made them a, a shaman and a sage and whatnot, put them in the mountains somewhere for a couple of years, and I highly um, believe the probability of that depression and anxiety would disappear completely if they were by themselves away from all the noise and the chatter and people diagnosing them with all of these things. If they have a myriad of alternative things available to them, especially without people telling them who they are. Yep, you are what you think you are. And if you mm -hmm. throw yourself into experiences that are new, and you take yourself out of the experiences that are causing your life to be how it is right now, you're going to change. Because experiences Absolutely. create new synapses in your brain. It literally rewires the way you think, and you, you have a new perspective. Well, right. I mean, it's the reticular activating system. I, I happened upon that one from Mel Robbins. So I did all my research on it and whatnot. And you can create your own memories. It's your brain. Your brain doesn't know what's the future memory, what's the real memory, and what's one that actually happened in your brain. You can tell your brain what you want your brain to tell it. Yep. And the only way to know is to experience it. And you can tell someone that until they're blue in the face, but they have to actually experience it themselves. <laughs> So it's a, it's a tough one. Usually it takes trauma. Unfortunately, it usually takes a traumatic event to make you realize, oh, well, looks like I have no other option but to figure out what's going on and what can I do about it. You, you know what? That is, that is the sad reality for many. Yeah, I can't make it without my marriage. I can't make it without this person. I can't make it without this relationship. I can't make it without a man by me. I came with a woman by me. I mean, the person that almost let me die three times, I, I kid you not. It, now I see this with serious, complete detachment and no more narcissistic supply headed that person's way. Uh, 
they have relationship hops throughout our entire uh, marriage, and they are in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's so what's so bad about being by yourself? <laughs> Um, hmm. that's okay. And when people have to relationship hop, 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 because I coached this so many times, I've coached my entire life absent and in a relationship. When you are afraid of being alone with you, that's something one might want to pause and reflect on. Because when you lay yourself down on your pillow at night and you can't wait to hurry up and go to bed so much to the point where you now are popping pills or drinking, you know, alcohol or going to a doctor searching for a diagnosis so you can get medication. Soul searching is something to do because then that's when you fall into toxic relationships because you don't care about the relationship you're in because you want, want to have something to fill your gap. Right. So on the topic of relationships, make sure that you do heal up your wounds so you can be okay with yourself and that you're happy and joy-filled in your journey so that other person's attracted to your oneness and your wholeness. And they're like, ooh, I love me. You look like you love you too. Let's love ourselves on this journey together. Yeah. Yeah, most people have attachment issues. And they don't understand that nothing is permanent. No relationship is permanent. We all die. So eventually it will become, the relationship will be over. So knowing that, and what fun is it if you like, if you could look into the future and you know that your relationship is never going to break up until you die. Like, what, that... That takes the fun out of it. Like, you should, like, you should, like, I'm not saying you should be worried, but, like, you should, like, know that the guy and the girl have other options if they want. So you have to step up your game and and not let yourself go uh, physically, mentally. Like, always try to work on yourself, just like you would do alone. I don't know. Like... A lot of times people get in relationships and they just like, oh, well, it looks like I can unbutton my pants and sit down and watch some TV. But if you're purposely recreating yourself and your ideas and your, like you said, keep your body up, keep your thought process up, keep your education up, or keep your, even your, your sense of humor up. Oh, yeah. Then, I mean, I have a very good friend of mine. We've known each other, what, 13 years now. And, um, we can be funny together, silly together, laugh together, but if you're not growing up together and apart, then what's the fun in continuing the friendship? Like if, uh, if he and I got on the phone and we're still griping about the same thing you were griping about 10 years ago, I guarantee you, he and I would not still be friends. Right. Cause he wants to hear that. <laughs> right. You get, you run out of things to talk about, then it's very boring. Yeah. So it's that concept of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I always, re- I'm always reading books. I'm always listening to podcasts, uh, seminars, always, uh, writing, writing myself. I'm always trying to 
improve because that's that's my addiction. Like my addiction is bettering myself, learning all the time. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I enjoy that too. Even my girlfriends and those who don't are some you won't even have to quote unquote make people exit exit on their own because their truth is not yours and their truth is unhealthy for your truth to walk away on their own for no other reason they can't stand your tricks so on top of the relationship no leave to leave Oh, uh, what'd you say? I said, don't even worry about people leaving. They'll have to leave. They they won't be able to stand in the truth with you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I have one more. Qu- I'm going to try to wrap it up one with one more question, cool. and then uh, leave with a uh, final thought. What do you think is the main difference between guys and girls? So, there is a difference. I mean, we are both human. We're primates. We're, you know, beings. We're very similar. But also, there's some things that are different that we just kind of don't understand. And I think besides the sexually and physically, I think women tend to be more emotional and based on behavior. And guys are more physical and based on logic not to say women are not uh, into physical and logic it's just from my experience women tend to be more compassionate and emotional and men tend to be more logical and let's let's solve this right now I'm typically trending you're, you're accurate on that. Um, some women are the oddity to that, and they are more logically based. Mm-hmm. But yeah, most often we have the emotional woman, the logical man. You no know, men are hunter gatherers. Women are the homemakers. You have a tremendous, thankfully, embrace of female entrepreneurs. Um, CEOs, creators of their own path, and that is embraced now. And I think that's fantastic in a society in which we live in. Um, the allowance and acceptance of females creating their own path for themselves, I think that's great. Especially for me, like I tend to be a very dynamic person in that thought process. I like to just embrace everyone for who they are, especially, I never really in one particular crowd. I was like, this is not with friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, if you had to say fit in, I fit in more now than I ever did for that particular reason. But no, yeah, I would agree with statement. Well, yeah, just looking at it like if you're in the dating scene or vetting for someone or courting, mm-hmm. that men are, like, a lot of men are, like, well, I need to, you do need to dress nice. You need to be well kept and all that. That I mean, I mean, women see that, but like women aren't so much looking for 
the physical attraction. They may have a preference, yes, but they're going to be looking at your behavior, your character, your actions. What are you doing? Right. What kind of person are you? Men are going to be more of the physical attraction. It's just right. how men are. We uh, get physically attracted to a girl and we let things slide because we think they're the best looking girl in the world. And, you know, that, that's, just, that's just how guys are. Right. Two, a lot of culture, too. I mean, different cultures are very into, some are very traditional in, like you said, that respect. Yeah. You know, women do, do particularly cook certain things. They expect men to be a certain way. And like you said about the, the physique of mind or the things like that, um, that's fine if you expect me to be or desire me to be, you know, the, the girl's girl or dress up when we go out or whatever. But I'm going to tell you right now, from a woman's perspective, <laughs> if, if you look one way when we get in it and then all of a sudden you're, you're going to start slacking because we started dating, yeah. uh, no, that's, that's a hard pass. <laughs> well, yeah, that's something you have to figure out for sure. And me as a, a, a man, no matter what culture or where you're from, you know, traditional or non-traditional, I'm not going to care. Like, if I like someone for who they are and how they, how they look, mm -hmm. whatever, I, I like them because of that. And if they are like, oh, well, I'm traditional, and this is how I am, and I'm like, well, this is how I am. If you don't like how I am, then next, basically. I'm not going to be this traditional man where, you know, yes, I do have a well-paying job, and I don't right. expect you to make as much as I do, or, like, I'm not having these, you know, expectations like that. But, like, if you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, be the, the homemaker and we're going to not have a job and, you know, life's going to be great. I'm, I'm the woman. I have the physical attraction. You're the breadwinner. It's like, eh, well, I don't know about that. That's not me. Yeah, so no, much. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, no. But there are some women that do that. Like, they're like well, you know, I'm just going to marry you for your money. I'm going to sit home and do nothing. Yep. Exactly. And yeah. that's where problems arise. <laughs> so, And then on the flip side, because I'm just going to toss this out there, because the community in which I reside in, mm -hmm. I have this one thrown at me a lot of times because I'm physically unable to work a 40-hour work week. Some of I wouldn't want to, mm -hmm. but don't don't try and throw 40-plus hours at me. Like, I'm tired, or my feet burn from the neuropathy, or I, literally, I just got a new MRI, mm -hmm. and that's fun. And I'm trying to steer away from neck surgery, right? I hear comments like this. Oh, what is your financial contribution to this joint venture? I thought, wait, wait, wait. Joint venture is a business deal or a marriage? Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it comes down to what can you bring to the table. And that doesn't mean money. Exactly. There you go. That's the point. So it's a partnership. If you enter into a partnership of one fix like that, like, you, it, it's to each his own. You do you, boo. Just and that's how it should be. Down in the process. 
it's, right. It's, there you and go. You can't, like, you can't get mad if the just just from my own perspective, the female cannot get mad if I keep doing me. She ends up not right. doing her, and I leave. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't bait and switch people. Don't get in it one way and then change your mind and then get mad when it goes to somewhere in a handout, you know, where right. I mean, like you said, you leveled up and the other person wanted to just do their own thing, chicken wing. And mm-hmm. well, that's cool, <sighs> you know, but you know, that's not complimenting my life and my purpose. So the reason why I got with you in the first place is because you compliment my life and my purpose. And I like you. And if that's yeah. going the opposite direction, sorry, I worked too hard in my life to get where I am now. I'll be, and and I'll that's be, beautiful. Mm-hmm, I'll be happy all by myself. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully though, the cool thing about us is we both had these fantastic spiritual experiences along the way. Mm-hmm. And we were blessed with some amazing extensions of ourselves and so now we have these beautiful children who because of our spiritual experiences we're now passing spirit on instead of ego and that's the best part yeah and we learn from everything we've done not that everything's bad there's definitely good things that happened probably more good than bad really but the the bad just it just didn't compliment and we're seeing where things are going. It's like, all right, enough is enough. Right. And I think that at least for our children, like it's not for me to look at what the other person's doing. At least we, you know, are passing that piece on that whole universal consciousness, you know, God, like I said, God creator of all that is, whatever that person is listening has for them. You know, I know what I'm passing on to my child. And it's not hate or dissension or bitterness or whatever. It's, hey, you know what? It's not for us to look at anybody else. It's just we're here for us. Comparison is a peaceful choice. That's not our class. That's not what we, we teach you. Right. Yeah, it's life. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. That's so, why I said play through it. Make it a game. Yeah. So a final thought for... Let's say for any of the ladies listening, what would you recommend for them to do and like what them to look for? Uh, let's say if they're in a relationship or not in a relationship, like what they should be doing with their lives and what are some key things? Well, for the first key, I would say if you're not in a relationship and you want to be in one, I would say heal up your wounds first. Okay. That's the, that's a huge key. You have to heal your life first before you can ever partner or you know grow up with anybody else. That's that's huge. Um, and and try your very best. There's, really, there's no try this do. You either you either do or you don't. Um, do your do your best now to put that into practice. That way, it gets easier. So you're playing instead of working through life. If you can play through life, right there you're up-leveling, period. And if you're in a relationship that's healthy, make it healthier. If you're in a relationship that's toxic, then ask a lot of questions of yourself. 
Because the minute you start pointing the finger at the other person is the minute you've already lost. Right. You have to ask yourself, like, yeah, they are doing it, but why are you letting them do it? There you go. And Because I, I got out of mine, mm-hmm. and I, the first time I tried, it went horribly wrong. And I, it went horribly wrong. Like, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back because I, I didn't plan in silence. I planned loudly, and it went wrong. And so I, I, I was basically forced back because he stole my car, he stole the money, he stole my kid, everything. Yeah. And so I went back and I planned in silence. I put money away. I planned with one or two people quietly. I repaired myself. I healed up my wounds and I got out. You got to you do what you got to do. Like you mm-hmm. are number one and you have to, if you have a kid, they are a part of your life. You are responsible mm-hmm. for them and you have to do what you have to do. And it is, it is a game. If you're going to be playing against me, then I'm going to have to play against you. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, if there's no purpose in the relationship, then why are you in it? Yep. That's why. And he, yeah. Heal, like you said, heal your wounds and then be right. financially stable on your own. Like, don't rely on someone else and like take care of yourself. Like I like when my daughter grows up, I want to let her know, like don't rely on a man. Oh, that true right there. Very true. That way, when you do get a relationship, it's not because of his money or fancy cars or the looks. It's like, because you want to be, in that relationship. Oh no, you're right. People look at my car and I think I, I got that because of him and truth be told, I had that type of car when I was a single mom with my first son mm-hmm. uh, 15, 16 years ago. That man did not give me that car. Right. Let's, let's not go there. Nick <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. But be strong in who you are and don't give your power away. Nobody owns it but you. The minute you step into ego, you've lost your power and you gave it to somebody else. Nobody deserves it. Don't give it to them. Yep, and they'll see that and they'll they'll play the game and play on your ego and Yep, that's that's what happens. Yeah. Cool. Well I I totally agree, even for guys as well. Like follow your purpose, stay true to yourself, work on yourself, work out, eat right, feel good about yourself, buy yourself. And when you're with someone, still do that. And if they're along for the ride, that is awesome. But if the minute they start not complimenting your life, drop them off. Or, or exactly. you can work on it, yeah. And if, they, if they're showing signs, you know, red flags of turning or the bait and switch or anything like that, then it's, it's time to go. It, you learned. You had a good time with someone, and now you're back on, you're staying true to your path. And I mean, even if it's like a narcissist or something like that, and if you, you're, you're a spirit person, you know. So what if it's a soul contract you got in it? it you, they serve a purpose. They help to heal up your wounds, mm-hmm. release it, buy, and move on. And look for someone that's been through it and got out. Did that person need to come help me heal up my wounds? No. 
I should have healed it up myself. Yeah. <laughs> so be wise enough to hear it yourself and respectively because of the community where I have been able to assist. If you're chronically amazing and you do have more than just a, you know, I'm an idiot, I'm a jerk, I'm a liar, I'm a stealer, but you have more of a spirit, ego, and a physical, you know, um, ability, I like to say, sort of a disability that you need to overcome. I earned my disability. I stuck it away and I saved it. And that's what helped me get out. Now, have I used most all of it? Yes. However, had I not had it to use it wisely, that would not have been able to assist me to get out. So there are ways and things. There's free services, there's legal aid, there's lawyers, there's things. So when people say, I can't do it, you know, it's not available to me, I, I have to sit and crap, no one has to sit in it. And even if you received a diagnosis, that's offering you quote unquote end of life, you know, terminal things. My aunt gifted me freedom and tools while she was on her deathbed. So even if that is quote unquote where you are, you still have a purpose mm. on this earth. So don't let anyone take your purpose from you. It's not their right to take. Don't right. give the power away. Right. Never give it away. Yep. Created legacy and you'll even pass on knowledge and life lessons after you pass. Exactly. Well, that is amazing. I think I, I really enjoyed talking with you, and it was fun and also extremely knowledgeable. And I think uh, this will be good for the listeners, just both perspectives and just kind of let this is I, I want to do more of this. You're phenomenal. I, I couldn't wait to get, to get on with you today, just having listened to you. And I'm, I'm going to be an addict to your program mm -hmm. from now on. I'm telling you, I will be. Um, uh, before I let you go, um, where can people find you? And if you have any plugs, plug away. Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry. Thank you for that. I'm, I'm not my biggest fan of promoting. I tell my brother, turn out other people. I'm on Instagram. I'm at AprilGTG kind of everything, a little bit of me and advocating for everything and anything possible. And then on Facebook, really the main advocacy page is, uh, well, the main handle, I guess, is facebook.com slash global. That's really who we are and where I put most of our announcements and coaching nuggets and just tips and tools for you to live daily. Peace and harmony with you and everyone around you. Cool. And you said you have a book. Oh, I do. Um, my publisher's amazing. He actually ranked it at a uh, bestseller when it first came out. So it's free. You can get a free ebook. Cool. And it's uh, chronicallywellbook.com. So have it. It's free. And I left the price like at $3 and something cents on Amazon. Again, it's not my deal to to promote things however I left it cheap on purpose mm -hmm. just because I wanted people to get it and if you want to hit me up on Facebook I just ordered a bunch more because we're getting ready to do our first conference I'm not sure when you're putting this podcast out but if you miss our conference it's personal on the 21st of September and you have issues with your eyes for real um, 
send me a private message and if I have a copy available, hard copy, I'll send you one. Perfect. <laughs>